Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the College Cookery Podcast. I hope you're all having a great day and came ready to cook, because for today's recipe, we are doing a favorite of mine and a lot of my friends. We are doing a dish called paella. So this is a very simple dish. It's a version of a Valencian dish originating in the province of Spain. It's very famous in Spain and especially in this area of Valencia. And there's a lot of variety of ingredients from different vegetables to different types of seafood, different types of meat, depending on what you're going for and what region you're in. And this, the word paella actually means frying pan in Valencian, which is not actually Spanish. It comes from the same root language. But the good thing is we're not doing anything super fancy with scallops or mussels or anything like that. We're doing a really, really simple recipe with really simple ingredients, and it's going to taste delicious. So I hope you're ready to make paella. All right, so for the ingredients, we have a really short list. We're just going to need two tablespoons of butter, or you can use margarine. We're going to need a half a cup of salsa, one and a half cups of water, one can of diced tomatoes, one can of corn, one package of shrimp, roughly a pound, and this can be frozen or thawed, any kind. You're just going to want to make sure it's cooked, deveined, and the tails are off. You're going to need a package of kielbasa. And finally, you're going to need a package of Spanish rice. Now, the ones that I have, the ones that I usually use are about 6.8 ounces. So something around that size. And you're going to want to make sure that the flavor packet in it is separate. There are several brands that have that. So just check that when you buy it. So you're also going to need a really large pan. I use about a 12-inch one, and it's several inches deep, so it can hold a lot of ingredients and a lot of food that, and still have room to stir. So you're going to want to make sure you have a pan that's pretty large. If you don't have one, I would definitely suggest getting one because you can use it for a lot of things, and I'm sure you're going to want to make this recipe more than once. You're also going to need a spatula just to stir everything when you're making it and make sure you can serve with it also. You're also going to need a cutting board or some surface you can cut on and then a sharp knife in order to cut the kielbasa that you're going to have. All right, so to start off, what we're going to do, we're going to take our large frying pan and our two tablespoons of butter. We're going to turn the heat on to medium and we're going to want to make sure our pan is as flat as possible so the butter will spread out and we're going to set the butter in there to start melting and then as that's melting we're gonna keep stirring around make sure butter coats the entire pan and while that's melting we're gonna go over to our other stuff so the first thing you're gonna want to do is you're going to want to go to your package of Spanish rice so make sure you open it up and you're gonna want to keep the box because we're using the box's instructions for it as well but you're just gonna want to open the top and take out the flavor packet and set it aside. For right now, we're going to add the flavor packet later, but you don't add it at the beginning. So allow your butter to melt. Sometimes it'll take longer if you don't cut it up, 
but if you cut it up, it's still melting. Make sure you keep stirring it around. And while that's going, just set everything else out. You'll want to put your kielbasa on your cutting board with your knife. You don't have to start cutting it yet. In fact, I would recommend you don't. You're also going to want to make sure you have your cup and a half of water at any temperature. Just straight out of the tap works fine. You're going to want to have your both your cans set aside and your shrimp. Now, if this is frozen, it's okay. It'll just take longer to cook later. But since the shrimp is already pre-cooked or should be, you don't have to worry about timing for it. It's just to get it up to temperature. So keep stirring your butter. Make sure it's melting nice, covering the whole pan. Make sure you have everything set out. You're going to all make sure everything's just good. Have your space organized so when you need everything, you can easily grab it. That's a good tip I can give is to make sure everything's organized. So once your butter is completely melted, you're going to want to take your rice and just sprinkle it in. And whatever you're using, it's Spanish rice. So there's going to be some rice in it. And there's also going to be some of these thin little noodles. So if you look on the box... The kind that I use, it'll say to brown it over medium-high heat until everything has been, till the noodles have been browned. So this is just one of the things. Spread everything out in the pan, sort of shake the pan, make sure everything's coated, and let it sit for a second. You're going to want to stir it occasionally. You don't want one side to get cooked and one side not. But if you keep stirring it continuously, it won't cook either. So we're going to put the rice in the pan, shake it up a little bit, and just let it sit on the burner for a second. Now, what we're going to want to do next is we're going to go to our corn, and we're going to want to drain the water out of the corn. Now, if you have a strainer and you want to just pour the whole can of corn in there and let it sit, it's great. But if you don't have a strainer, what you can do is you can pop the top of the can and leave a little hole and just pour the liquid out. So have just pull up the tab or use a can opener if it's one of those and have a tiny incision and pour whatever liquid comes out. Then once everything's comes out, you're going to want to make this thing a little bit bigger to let some more air in and let some more water come out. And just keep repeating this until all the water in the can is out and everything else has been the corn is in and the water has been drained away. That's what you want. And then we're going to set that aside. We don't need that right now. So make sure we're still checking on our rice. We are going to stir it again, shake it up, make sure it's covered. You might start to see a little coloration. If not, we just need to cook it a little bit longer. But whenever we're working on other stuff, we have to make sure we're keeping an eye on that rice. So next, what we're going to do while that's cooking, we are going to grab our knife and our cutting board, and we're going to go to our kielbasa. So this is just, you can do different kinds of sausages. I use just kielbasa because it's a good flavor, and you're going to want to make sure it's pre-cooked. That's important because it allows you to just heat it up and still eat it, and if you're like me, you might want to eat a bit while you're cutting it but so you're going to want to take it 
and you're just going to want to cut it into pieces. I usually have them maybe a third to a half an inch thick. It doesn't really matter. Just remember that the thicker they are, the longer it'll take to heat up in the center. So if you want them to warm up really quick, cut them really, really thin. And if you want them to heat up faster, you can slower, you can cut them a little bit thicker. But you don't want to get it too thick, otherwise it's hard to eat in a bite. But So just make sure you're cutting, and the best thing you can do is keep these spaces even. That way, each of them will cook at about the same rate. And if not, it's fine. They'll all warm up together. But this is something you're going to want a sharp knife for, because especially the outside skin can be hard to cut with a dull knife. So just make sure you're... You don't want to press down because that can do, make it get crushed. You're just going to want to make sure you're pushing down, but you're also sliding across, and that'll let the knife cut through. So just keep cutting, go around the whole sausage, and eventually you'll have a pile of meat that hopefully is around the same size. If it's not around the same size, it's okay. But we're going to ignore that for right now, and we're going to go back to the pan. Make sure we're stirring it up again. Keep checking the, the noodles and the rice. You should hopefully be seeing a little bit of coloration by now. If not, that's okay. Just keep cooking. Make sure your temperature is at medium-high. You can turn it up a little bit, but don't go all the way to high. You don't want to burn anything. That will ruin the flavor and you're just going to get this flavor of burnt food which is not something you want so stir it for a second let it sit for about a minute or two and stir it again and while that's waiting we will i will come back to you here in just a minute all right we're back after making sure our noodles are all the way golden brown. If you're not there yet, just go ahead and pause the episode and come back once your noodles are cooked. But so at this point, you should be seeing there should still be a little bit of bubbling from the butter between the rice and the noodles, depending on how clumped together they are. But you'll notice that some of the noodles don't look cooked, and that's okay. But the majority of them, you'll see they're nice and dark golden brown. And they're going to start smelling really fragrant. And it's going to smell amazing in your house. But you'll see that most of these are golden brown all the way around. This means that they're pretty much completely cooked. And this is where you're going to want to start moving on to the next step. So once your noodles are completely cooked... Doesn't matter how long this takes, it's not going to affect the flavor at all. But once most of them are this nice dark golden brown, we're going to move on to the next step. So first what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take your water. And remember this is one and a half cups, room temperature is fine. And you're just going to pour it into the pan. Now whenever you do this, you'll hear a really nice sizzling sound from where that water is hitting this really hot pan. That's exactly what you want to hear. That means that the pan has been hot and it's been cooking. That's exactly what you're looking for. After that's in, we're going to take our flavor packet 
and sprinkle it over everything else. And we're going to take our spatch that we were stirring the rice with and sort of mix that flavor into the water and rice. And then we're going to take our salsa, just a half a cup of regular salsa. Doesn't It can be mild, spicy, whatever you like best. And tap that into the pan. And last, we're going to take our can of tomatoes and we're going to dump all of that into the pan as well. Once that's in, make sure all the tomatoes and the juice are out of the can. You've gotten all the salsa in there and you're going to want to mix it all together so you'll have a nice even mixture of tomatoes, a little bit of salsa and rice all through there. Now, if you don't like tomatoes, don't worry. This dish will really mute the flavors of the tomato so you won't really taste them. They're there mostly for texture and I would really suggest you try to eat everything. Even if you don't like them, you might find out that this recipe makes them delicious. I don't like tomatoes personally, and I really enjoy this dish, tomatoes and everything. But once we have everything and we've stirred it all together, we're going to want to turn our heat on our burner up to high. Now, it has been around medium to medium high, but now we're going to want to turn it all the way up to high, and we're going to want to let it start to bubble and boil. Now, this will take a second. Just stir it up. Let it sit for a minute and then stir it up again. And eventually, you'll start to see these little bubbles forming. That's exactly what you want. So let it sit. Once these bubbles start to form, take it. That means the bottom is nice and hard, hot. So take your spatula and stir the whole pan and let it sit again. And after about a minute or so, after the first bubble start, you'll see that Anytime you stir it, it's going to start bubbling almost immediately. So you don't want it to where it's boiling super fast, but you want it to be where there's a steady stream of bubbles in multiple places. That means the water's nice and hot and you're ready to move on to the next step. So after all this is going, you're going to start to see steam coming off. There will be some bubbles and it's going to smell really, really good. So it's at this point where you're going to want to take your burner and turn it down between medium and low. If it's on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, you're going to want to turn it at about a 3. Then what you're going to want to do, you're going to want to take a pot lid. If you don't have a pot lid, just find something you have, whether that be another pot or pan or a large plate but you're going to want to put that lid over the pan. So it'll still be bubbling, but with your heat turned down to low, medium low, it'll, it won't keep boiling hard. So you're going to want to put your lid over there, and we're going to set a timer for 15 minutes. So go ahead and do that right now. So... This dish will sit for about 15 minutes, and you're going to want to stir it maybe once or twice, but for the most part, maybe stir it every five minutes or so. But you're going to want to make sure it stays covered. The more covered it is, the more the steam gets trapped, and that allows to cook the rice and the noodles to its fullest extent. So the more time you leave it covered, the better it will cook through. So just keep that in mind. Don't worry about it burning. 
if you stir it just once or twice, everything will cook nice and you won't have any burning. So we're going to pause right here and we'll come back after 15 minutes. All right, so after 15 minutes or so has passed, you'll notice that a lot of the liquid has been absorbed and the rice and the noodles have gotten a lot bigger. That's exactly what you want. There's still a little bit of liquid. That's okay. That'll get cooked out for the most part during this next phase. But you're going to want to now take the covering off your pan, hold it over the pan so that the water can drip back in, and that way you don't have to clean it up later, and just set that pan lid in the dishwasher or in the sink. We'll clean that after we're done. But so now you're going to see everything. There should be steaming. There probably aren't any bubbles. If there are, that's okay. Just take that and stir it up really quick, and you'll see a lot of steam come out. Everything is really hot. So next, we're going to take our remaining ingredients, the kielbasa, shrimp, and the corn, and we're just going to add those in. So first, we're going to take our can of corn and shake it all into the pan. Make sure you get as much off the sides of the can as you can. If you're pouring it in from the strainer, this will be really easy, really quick. If you just drain the corn from the can, make sure you get as much as you can out, and that will give you as much flavor as, you, as possible. So after you add the corn, just take your spatula for a second and mix that corn into the mixture. And if it's not completely spread out evenly, that's okay. We're going to mix this up a lot over the next few minutes. So then we're going to take our kielbasa, put that in our pan as well, and mix it up again. This is going to be room temperature like the corn. So you'll pretty much notice that your mixture has stopped steaming anywhere near as much, and that's okay. That's just because all the heat from the paella, the rice and the tomatoes, has gone to warming up the kielbasa and the uh, corn. So that just cools the mixture at the same time. So whenever this happens, you're going to want to turn your heat up to about medium or maybe one or two notches past medium. Don't turn it up to high. That'll make it cook too fast. But turn it to about anywhere from a five to a seven from medium to medium high. And then last, we're going to take our shrimp. And this is where the temperature of the shrimp comes into play. If your shrimp has been thawed, whether you bought it thawed or you thawed it overnight, it will warm up faster. If you leave it frozen, that's what I usually do. That's okay. It'll just take longer for the shrimp to thaw and then cook up with the rest of the dish. So just sprinkle the shrimp in there and stir that up. Make sure you're folding the bottom stuff, which is the warmest, because it's on the burner. Try your best to bring it from the bottom to the top and sort of sandwich in the kielbasa and the shrimp. So once you've mixed it all together and some of your shrimp has gotten down into the mixture, you're just going to let it sit on this heat for just a minute just let it sit and eventually once everything starts to thaw you'll see that the shrimp start to lose some of their ice and they start to become more flexible 
And this is also why you want to make sure you have pre-cooked shrimp and pre-cooked kielbasa. Because instead of having to worry about making sure the shrimp and everything gets up to the right temperature to eat, everything is just to your preference. And it's a lot quicker. Because everything has already been cooked and all the bacteria inside have been killed. So take your spatula and mix it up again. Make sure you still bring the shrimp that's on top into the middle of the mixture and that'll help them warm up too. So make sure you're stirring every minute or two and then you're just letting it sit on the burner. And eventually you'll start to see little tendrils of steam come up occasionally. And eventually you'll start seeing more and more. And you should start to be able to smell this whole dish. It smells very much, you'll get hints of tomato and it smells a lot like the spice packet that you put in there. That is exactly what you want. So keep stirring it, and eventually you're going to start to see it's going to start to bubble again. And if it's not started to bubble, you had colder ingredients, and just keep stirring it like this for a minute or so. But once you start to see those little bubbles forming again, mix it up again, make sure everything is getting to that one consistent temperature, and once you see it start to boil, bubble a little bit more, Turn your temperature down to medium. Now, this is where the personal preference comes into play. So what you're going to want to do, get a little bowl and take just a tiny spatula of paella. And you're going to want to make sure you have at least one piece of kielbasa, preferably one of the thicker pieces, and one of the larger shrimp. And I'll tell you why here in a second. So just take that, take a bite, see how it tastes, and most importantly, see how the kielbasa and shrimp are temperature-wise. So if it's a thicker piece, it's going to warm up slower than the thinner pieces. So if you get one of the thicker pieces, if it's warm, the rest should be warm. And same with the shrimp. So if you bite into it and it's still cold in the center, that means that you just need to stir up the mixture again and let it sit a little bit more but once it gets up to the temperature that you want inside that those pieces of meat i usually like it pretty warm somewhat steaming if you want to make it hotter that's okay if you want to make it to where it's not as hot that works too but just keep stirring bring this temperature Bring the entire temperature of the mixture up, and then once you have the insides of the sausage and the shrimp at the temperature that you want, that means it's cooked. Because the shrimp has already been cooked before, it's safe to eat, the kielbasa has been cooked and is ready to eat, and all your other ingredients that you added have already been cooked. So once the shrimp and the kielbasa are at the temperature that you want... That's when you turn off the, boil, the burner and take the paella off of the burner and set it either on a wooden cutting board, on a heat mat, or on a different burner that's not on. And just take your spatula, serve it up. So this is a really, really simple dish. It's tasty. It serves four or five people easily if everyone gets 
a small amount. It's cheap, and it's one of my favorites and a favorite of a lot of my friends. So I hope you have enjoyed this recipe. I hope your paella turned out amazing, and I will see you next time. Happy cooking. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the College Cookery Podcast. Today's recipe was paella, and it comes from one of my family members. The show was created by and narrated by myself, Travis Lawson, and is recorded using the app Anchor. So check them out if you want to make your own podcast. Whatever you're listening on this, please follow us so you can get notifications every time we release a new episode. And if you have a chance, rate, give us a five-star rating and recommend us to some of your friends so as many people as possible can learn how to make delicious food for cheap. Thank you all again for listening to this episode, and I will see you next week. Happy cooking, everybody.